our internet that oh still thinking is it frozen oh, there we go. it's frozen vocab it's frozen hi everyone good morning welcome to arts for the health of it hi richard I'm richard <laughs> hi, hi Catherine. we were live for we were live for a while there and we're just staring off into space oh and i'm in we're still um, in holiday mode over here at my house, and we have a house full of 400 people, and so I think everyone's sucking my internet out, and so we'll see what happens here. Catherine's also traveling, fun... right, for the holidays? Yes, yes. I'm in Florida <laughs> using my dad's office again. We did this over the summer with mm-hmm. Marisa, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. so yeah. <laughs> so you're on a hot spot. I'm on a hot spot. Here it and... is. And our guest today, Vocab, uh, just got a new computer that she doesn't know how to use. So uh, welcome. <laughs> and thankfully, this is our last episode of the year. And it may be our last episode ever if we don't get our stuff together. Uh, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, Catherine, I know you're you're uh, traveling and you're with family and you have a young child. Do you create are during the holidays is that your downtime because so much is going on or how how does that work for you do you I think it just transfers to like um being the creativity goes into wrapping gifts and writing cards and mm-hmm. it it's probably less like sitting down to do a painting um though I did I did make a little painting this is for my husband for his Christmas card let me see Oh my, you wait, hold on. Let me make this larger. So oh no, we're gonna make see. it bigger. I think so. I'm gonna try. Wow. So that was does he his love coffee? Card. He does, yes. He drinks coffee every day. And we have we've known each other a very long time. And um one of the ways we bonded initially was over several cups of coffee. So mm. yeah. So it's sentimental. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. When but, uh, do you have? Oh, sorry. Go. No, go ahead. Do you have a big New Year's Eve plan? Are you a New Year's Eve person? Um, not huge. No, we're we will be back in Mississippi by then. Um, mm. other than probably hearing fireworks go off, no big plans. Yeah. What about you? Same Are you here. still going to have four hundred people at your house? Um, everyone leaves tomorrow. So they arrived last Tuesday. I love like holidays. I do love it because like everyone walked in and they were like, oh, your house is so cute because it's all decorated and the trees up. And like, that's what I love is like creating that for everybody. So um, it's been a really fun week and a lot of noise. We're not used to noise. So it's a lot of talking and a lot of video games and a lot of yelling, uh, good and bad yelling. And uh, (laughs) you have to have uh, both. Yes, you have to have both. It's, it's family. Um, so I got um, headphones, new headphones. So I've been using those a lot because they are noise canceling. And Excellent. so I, I have used the art of music to drown everybody out in my corner of my life. I hope so, they watch uh, this episode. Uh, <laughs> yes, me too. I hope they do. Um, no, it's been really fun. They've had, they've, they've have flown from all over the country and parts of Texas. And so I'm, grateful that they could do that and um new year's eve i think i'll still be in bed resting from this past week yeah recovering yeah 
we got a new cool um like outdoor grill griddle thing for christmas so i think we're gonna put that together and that's going to be like our new year's eve we'll make food out on the patio and just kind of hang out oh nice yeah um so that's exciting sure uh everyone who's listening and watching we have a really fun fundraiser happening right now it's our end of year campaign um to continue connection we have a goal of thirty three thousand dollars and uh i wanted to give you an update on how we're doing and how you can support us let's show this hopefully it'll happen there we go here right we've made some progress way to do how to do that um anyway Yes, we have made some progress. I mean, look at the, we have a thousand dollar donation from Guy. Oh, like, uh, the, I, do you know who the person who donated this morning was? On Catherine, that's my cousin, and she listens to oh. Arts for the Health of It all the time. And she has shared with me that partly because of this podcast, it's encouraged her to be more creative with her daughter who loves to draw. Um, so that yes Um, that's my wonderful cousin (laughs) and her family so thank you guys for supporting again it's the second time i think wow well thank you yes thank i saw that and i was like oh good (laughs) it's Catherine's day we can talk about it today um and maggie and everybody who has donated thus far thank you so much for doing that it's going to change the lives of many many people in the hospital um and healthcare workers and their families that's how you can donate. You can scan to donate that QR code. You can text six because it's our sixth birthday this year. That's why it's six S I X to five, three, five, 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 go to heartsneedart.org. You can do all the things you can call me and I'll tell you how to do it. Catherine, you can email her, show up at her house or do whatever you got to do. But yes, we have one more week. This ends on the 31st and I believe we may or may not have a matching donor this week. We do. So any money that you donate this week will be, yes. I didn't know Doubles. if the newsletter went out yet or not. So, uh, did. so, um, <laughs> did you check okay, your email yeah. this so, morning, Richard? <laughs> that, no, it's been, a, it's been a morning. I made coffee this morning and I forgot that there was still some in the pot. And so it overflowed when it may, it's been a, it's been a day. Um, okay you get a pass so any money that you donate this week will actually be thank you will will be matched i need that card from you to remind me that coffee is still a good thing all right uh we have a really really fun guest today thank you i will take that yes from you (laughs) we should have planned that better i could have had one here and then i I know anyway yeah so um we have uh andrea vocab sanderson with us today who's the poet laureate of san antonio and uh just the probably best human ever she's a poet she is a singer i want to talk about that she has amazing hair today because she does it every six weeks for hours she looks good she's doing amazing things out in the world um and she's also joined hearts need art and we're very proud and excited and um that she's here. Catherine, what is she going to be doing at Hearts Need Art? Oh, so our big announcement is that um, Vocab is joining us as, I know we need a drum roll sound effect. Um, 
Do you have one? Oh, wait, hold on. Wait for it. Yeah, I can't. This is why. Okay, I'm ready. I don't have a drum roll, but I have, you know, I have the usual. Okay. Go. Um, starting. What is in she the doing, new... Catherine? Um, she's just here for fun. No, um, starting oh. in the new year, vocab's going to be joining as uh, my co-host on Arts for the Health of It. Is it clapping? I can't hear the clapping. Oh, <laughs> the internet. Yay. That's great. <laughs> so um, it's done. I'm just, I'm looking forward to having her on today and getting to know her and have our listeners get to know who she is if they don't know her already. Um, it's just very, I'm, I'm just excited she's joining Hearts Meet Art. Me? Um, I will still be around. Uh, but not here. You don't get to listen to me babble every week, which is probably lucky for everyone. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with vocab after this 10 second song. Come along with me, and I know you'll see that a song changes everything. Did it play? It, yes. <laughs> It did. Never played it, it once. Not really one second of it played on my end. No, yeah, it is 10 seconds. It's a lot of work back here to get everybody on, but it never played for a second here. That's why I was like, I saw her and then we were all muted. All right, anyway, hi, Vocab. Hi. Look at what you're getting yourself <laughs> into. <laughs> the real thing. Vocab, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, before we start, I want how you got the name vocab is that a nick like what do you call it your nickname it's like, a station what name. does it mean to you and how did you get it okay and so, how did you get it uh, it's an acronym which means vocally optimizing capturing analyzing becoming um and it's becoming spoken word because wow. I, I i i feel i know i've heard i read somewhere in the bible that you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And, um, and so I feel like our words are so important that we embody them as individuals and the vocabulary, the lexicon, the words that you use are a part of, are a part of the very essence of who you are. And so I feel like I'm, I'm becoming everything that I say. Um, and, and so it's the mindfulness. It's a, it's a reminder to me, like, be mindful of the things that you say, the things you speak out, the things you declare. Um, and yeah. That's so powerful. Thank you. I was Thank expecting you. just like, you know, vocabulary and I know words. That's what I was expecting. And then there's, her, of course. Her explanation was way, yeah, way better, way better than that. <laughs> well, when I was little, I did use, to, when I was little, I read the dictionary and I was like really fascinated with words and vocabulary words. And so in my, I had a rap name and then I shortened my rap name to just vocab because it was a part of, that was part of it, but it was longer. And I was like, mm, I'm more of a poet now. I still do hip hop. Hip hop came back to me, um, but for a while, like when I started, it was when I was 16, I, I was writing a lot of rap and some poetry. Yes, but a lot of rap. And then when I got older, I wrote a lot of poetry and a little less rap, but I still do both. So, yeah. so your first love was music. Music is my first love. Yes. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. everybody. Oops. We're on podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> do you mind sharing... Um kind of 
I guess um, how you got started, like what I, I've read about you and um, I've read the story about your aunt's typewriter and it's, it's such a beautiful story. Um, so I'm curious if you can share some parts of that. So, <laughs> Sure, sure. Well, how, oh, first, how are you all? I want to answer that question. How are you all? Y'all doing all right? <laughs> Oh, great. Minus the internet. Yeah, we're <laughs> did, super you, did you actually drink any of the coffee that overpoured from your pot? Well, okay. So then I have um, a mug that's like electric and you plug it in and it keeps your, you can select the temperature and that was yeah, off. So now I have cold coffee. So now I'm waiting for it to warm up. Oh, also our furnace went out this morning. So it's it's been this a good day. Awesome. Yeah. But I will journal about tell. it later. You didn't tell us all about the furnace. Like, that's where you should have started. My furnace yeah. went out. Boom. And then everything else that you told us was just like, oh, oh. But the furnace going out, like, that's like. Oh. That's yeah, I mean, and most people will be like, well, you're in Texas. Who cares? But it was 64 degrees in the house when I woke up. And mm -hmm. uh, it's cold here in Texas right now. But anyway, I'm fine. I really have no complaints. Which, He's which, drinking you know, coffee now. Yeah, yeah, it's warm now. It's it's now to the perfect temperature of 136 degrees. So I am good. Nothing can stop me now. Yeah, which which you know, our hearts are with the people who are um, in those states where they have no power right no now, power. and they're going through this Arctic freeze. And God, God bless them all. The people of Buffalo, New York, and all that stuff that's going on. It's so super tragic. And, you know, even, even during the holidays, we definitely need some healing in our lives. So may something we say today bring a little bit of healing or joy or, or something to your, to your day. Um, but to answer your question, I'm going to go into that now. Uh, so yes, when I was six years old, I was in Corpus Christi at my cousin's house my auntie's house. I guess it was my aunt's house, not my cousin's house. My my dad only has one sister. Her name is is Debbie, or or Deborah, but no, Aunt Debbie's house. And um, she had this typewriter sitting there. And this was the eighties, so you know, we there was there wasn't you know big computer. People didn't have computers in their houses like that. You know, right. um, that didn't come till much later with our. AOL dial-ups. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were fascinated with this typewriter. I think it was a noise and like the way the little things would go forward and like smack, smack the paper or whatever. So my cousins and my sister and I, we used to fight over who could play on the typewriter and I, I wanted to win. So I got some time on the typewriter and I decided to write my mommy a poem. And uh, we were driving back to San Antonio and I was trying to get her to read the poem why? I don't know. She was driving and I was like, mom, read this poem. I wrote you this. I wrote you this. Read it. Read it. She's like, I'm driving. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> if you get, it was the 80s. So she was also reading maps while she was driving too, I'm sure. So. Maps. Yeah. <laughs> well, lucky for us, it's a straight shot back to San Antonio. 37 is like straight shot. Like there are no veer offs, nothing like that. So, um, but yeah, that's so funny. The idea. Yeah. I remember though, when we went to Houston, we would have to stop at a gas station and ask for directions or get maps. Yeah. Bad stuff. That's scary. Stuff. Yeah, it was. It really was. And then you had to get on pay phones. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, that's how I got started. I was writing. And I remember being in elementary school and the, the you know, literary magazine would come around and I would get excited if my poems were in there and stuff like that. And I guess that never stopped. Um, there's some more sadness to my story, which I think where the healing element comes in. 
Um, it when I was 13, I was friends with a young lady and she was murdered by her then boyfriend. Um, and after her murder, I was like very distraught, extremely distraught. I had never lost a friend. And I decided to write a poem for her memorial service. And I went to my art teacher's classroom and I sat down and she led me through this uh, breathing meditation exercise. And she was like, and when you feel ready, just pick up the pencil and begin to sketch, just, just draw something. And I started drawing. And then I, I remember as I was drawing, I was like, I'm so frustrated, I'm so hurt, but I need the words, I need the words. And uh, I drew a tree and part of the way through the tree, I started writing words instead of drawing the tree. Uh, and it turned into a memorial piece for her. Uh, so, and that was like the first, uh, they put it in the, the school newspaper. And, and from there, when people passed away, I wrote a lot of poems in my life for people that have, that have passed away. I'll put it like that. Um, so you've been doing arts for the health of it uh, for a long time. Did you know what arts and health was? Like, I didn't know that arts and health existed until I met the founder of Hearts Need Arts. So did you know that that's what you were doing or was that just a natural, like, this is what I need to do? And never um, like put two and two together. I think I understood at a young age, at the age of 13, I think I understood that it was helping me to process grief and that it would help other people process their grief. If I said something, uh, trying to embody to a certain extent, like how I was talking about the meaning of my name, embody some parts of the essence of that human being, capture it through words. Um, I think I've always kind of understood that um, from, you know, teenage years on upward that people are searching for uh, a way to articulate their emotions because we feel a lot of things, you know? Um, but I, I don't know if I thought about the, what it does physiological aspects or, you know, what it does to the body um, per se. I just thought about the mental and emotional health aspect mm -hmm. of it. All right, I'll ask, do you have a question? I can ask a question. I can't tell if you're frozen. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, I couldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're going to do uh, um, an activity with you today, which I'm very excited about. Do we want to do that now? Whenever y'all want. Catherine? Yeah, let's I jump just, in. I'm just here. What do people need for this activity so we can give them a second to go grab things if they need it? Well, it's up to you if you want to use pencil and paper or pen and paper, or if you want to write on your phone. Uh, some of you are probably watching this on your phone. So uh, whatever, you just need to write. <laughs> whatever you want to use to write. And everybody does it differently. Okay. Catherine, do you have pen and paper? I do. I'm ready. Awesome. Okay. okay, maybe y'all got my slides. I don't know if y'all got my slides. Oh, or we not. sure do. Yeah. Watch me do this. Do we need the first one up there? Watch is that what you're asking for? I'm going to give you a little dance while you do it. Oh, oh yeah. Can't see your oh, dance. yeah. Okay, we cool. So we're going to do a writing prompt today. And I know y'all can read, but I'm going to read to you because some of y'all have probably small screens because you may be watching this on your phone. So uh, we're going to do a prompt. Uh, I, I teach a lot of creative writing, um, which we haven't gotten into that conversation, but maybe we'll talk about it after we do a little bit of writing. Um, 
And this prompt is called, If My Skin Could Speak. So you can use that as your title. You could use that as your sentence starter. You could use that as just the theme of your piece. What we're going to focus on is personification, which means giving something that is not human, human qualities. And I know you're thinking, my skin is part of me. Yes, your skin is part of you as a human being, but your skin is not you. It is on top of the what's inside of you. And what's inside of you is the actual human being. So we're going to let your voice speak for a few minutes. Now, this poem could be seven lines, or it can be longer than that. It's up to you. So I would like for your poem to be at least seven lines. And I know you're thinking, well, where do I get started? How do I do this? I do have some sentence starters that will come after this slide, but let's start with this slide. So if you would like to brainstorm, these are some questions you can ask yourself. If your skin could tell a story about your identity, what would it say? Uh, include places, colors that you've experienced, sights that you've seen, sounds that you've heard, smells that you've experienced, and sensations that you felt. Uh, what would your skin say about your family or your friends? What kind of scars do you have? A lot of people, when we do this, we do focus on the scars, which I think is amazing because sometimes people view their scars as flaws, but they're actually something that are a part of you that is unique because not anybody else will have the scar that you have that developed the way that you did. Um, and even, I, I say this all the time, even if you have an identical twin or you're a family of multiples, it doesn't matter your individual experience is unique to you because none of those other people have lived in your skin. Um, and how would you describe yourself? So those are some brainstorm questions if you find that you're getting stuck. Um, and we're going to move on to the next slide now. All right. So these are sentence starters that you can use in the yellow or the beginning of the sentences. And then you would fill in the rest after the ellipsis. And I put in quotes what could be what could be in the rest of the, the sentence that you're filling in. So it's kind of like Mad Libs, which I don't know how old y'all are. But if you grew up in my generation, then you know what a Mad Lib book is. All right. So your first sentence could start out this way. Again, you don't have to use my sentence starters. You could just take the theme of my poem and run with it and go wherever you want. But if you want to use my sentence starters, here you go. If my skin could speak, it would say, give us a quote and why these words were chosen. Or you could just give us the quote. And also, um, don't forget about automatopoeia. You could definitely use some automatopoeia in this. Um, like one kid, well, you'll, you'll hear my poem in a minute and it has automatopoeia. So if my skin could speak, it would say, fill in that blank. My skin feels is the next sentence. Give us an emotion, a temperature, a texture that your skin would experience. Uh, because what we're doing here is we're using, uh, the five senses and we may even move into a place of the sixth sense, which is intuition, which I'll talk about maybe a little bit in a few minutes. But my skin feels. So give us an emotion there for that one. And then the next one, my skin is the color or are the colors of. Fill it in. Make it up. Even if you know. And, and don't just use your regular. Let's get more specific. Like um, don't just say brown. Maybe root beer brown. Maybe caramel, maybe um, mahogany, maybe, um, let's see, frost or goose feather. 
These are cool words. I don't know. But come up with a color that you want your skin to be or many colors. It has traveled to name places that you've been to or experienced. Or um, if you this, if you're imagining this, if you haven't really gone there yet, maybe it's a place that you want to go or maybe it's a place you've gone in your mind that you haven't physically gone to. My skin has name something your skin owns like a birthmark or freckle or a mole or something unique about your skin. The next skin, the next sentence is my skin is a compare your skin to an element of nature, a rock, a tornado or something that's of nature. And the next sentence is even shorter. <laughs> I'm only taking away like one word here. That's so funny. Um, my skin is give an adjective like itchy, fuzzy, sweaty, beautiful, etc. Use whatever adjective you want. Take your time. Now, uh, as you're writing your piece, I am going to read my poem that is on the next. Yes, <laughs> this is my example poem. I'll read it for you now. And if y'all need us to go back, maybe he'll go back to the other page uh, in just a second so you could see those things. <clears throat> if my skin could speak, it would say splash because I am a mermaid. My skin feels slick and salted with the rolling water. I am just a fish out of water, flopping and flailing on land. My skin is iridescent and shimmering when the light hits my pigment, but you perceive me as brown. My skin has traveled to so many different oceans, islands, and landlocked dirt. It has gone from the scorching sands of Dubai to the volcanic black debris of Maui. My skin is a rushing waterfall, heavily flooding down. My skin is scaled, smooth, and darker than the bottom of a lagoon. That is my poem. This is a reminder not to um, compare what you're writing to what folks wrote. <laughs> because no, pressure, no, no pressure. pressure I like have mine almost done and then yours came out and I was like oh okay but I'm gonna go with what I wrote because I feel like that's what my skin wanted to tell me you already um, wrote yours I started oh. writing it because I as soon as okay. as soon as the prompt came I thought like thoughts like ideas started coming of what my skin would that's say that's awesome I'm so happy that you started going and that's I the did. beauty like Sometimes we are trying to figure out inspiration. Inspiration is a magical thing that we can't always figure out a way to describe, but it's about being in the presence of other people um, that inspire us because like-minded energy, uh, the energy that I'm carrying, and, and I started speaking out to you all, and then boom, your ideas started coming to you about life-lived experiences. And I think it's just about you know that triggering, that ignition, that spark that comes from you know, interacting with other people sometimes that, that makes our inspiration go. So I'm really glad you wrote something. Do we want to take a couple of minutes to finish writing, Catherine? Do you want to, yes. have you written yet? Yeah, I wrote down some words, but that's it. Okay. Well, we'll, get, we'll put up the slide again um, with all of the prompts and play some music for a couple minutes and then um, we'll see what we wrote. Bye. <laughs>
All right. I think this this is such a good like you could do this every day as a journal. Like to me, it was like a check in of like how's how, like taking it out of yourself, sort of, and like, well, how's your skin today? Like, how's that feeling today? Anyway, sorry. Uh, no, I, love, wonderful. I love this exercise because um, it kind of makes you think about yourself, but you can not make it so personal almost. Like, anyway, um, Catherine, do you want to share first or do you want me to go first? Do you want to share at all? You don't have to share. You're also muted. Oh. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> I would love for you to go first. All right. So here's mine. As soon as you said skin, the first thing that popped in my head was don't pick at me because I am I'm an anxious like picker of my skin. And so mm. it would yell at me and I'm always bleeding. My hands are always bloody. Uh, so don't pick at me. Don't pick on me. Let me feel the sun. Let me explore the world. Give me more laugh lines. Let me drink the tears from your eyes and moisturize. Moisturize was in all caps. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that rhymed either until just now. But that's oh, I thought that was intentional. <laughs> no, no, I'm always being screamed at. Can you please put lotion on? You're always picking and dry, so it would tell me to moisturize. That is a great poem, and you could take that serious, or you could take that as a funny poem. Like either way, it could be humorous or just dead serious. Yeah, I love it. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Um. The thing that came to mind for me when you brought up this prompt was like things that I love, um, like places I love being. Um, and so I, I grew up in Florida near beaches and that's, it's been a huge part of my life. So um, mine's kind of like a list. So here we go. Um, my skin feels sea spray, seaweed, rolling tides, grainy sand and digging coquinas. My skin has seen the sun near the Pacific blue, the Atlantic rough, the Gulf warmly lapping at the shoreline. My skin is changing with the tide, scars evolving like rounded seashells. Mm. <laughs> and that's what good writing makes you do. It makes you do that, that sigh. That, uh. I want to travel Oops. with Catherine. You accept the fact that somebody is dope at what they do. You are a dope writer and that's good. That was really good. I love all the sensory details, you the textures of that piece. And I think that the more we write, the more we learn to put into details, because every time we hear a story, we want details from the person. We don't want just like the facts. We want like, give me color, give me sound, give me, give me even the intuition of what could come next, the expectancy of something. There's still more to this story that you're not telling me. As human beings, we naturally want that. But sometimes when we pick up the pen, we forget to do that. And so, you know, with these writing workshops or these types of prompts, it, it reminds you uh, to put the, put in those details. I guess that this kind of leads into a question about the creative writing workshops that you do, because um, I think, and, and we find this working in the hospital with patients with mm -hmm. like visual art or writing or music is probably more so visual art, um, is there's usually a like, I'm not an artist kind of rebuttal, right? And so I think, um, I'm wondering when you teach workshops, do you find that you have people that are just like, I'm not a writer and, and maybe it's because they've never had just the guidance for someone to believe in them or to listen to them um, and kind of, I don't know, share, share about how you handle that or help people through that. 
Well, I start each class with a, a call and response, a pledge of respect, which uh, it's it goes like this. And this is not my own. I got it from my friend, Selena Gonzalez, which if you don't know her, I would love to introduce you to her and bring her on the show as a guest. Uh, you know, when I start when I start hosting, co-hosting with you, it'll be so fun. Um, but it goes, I respect my art and the art of others. I respect my body and the the bodies of others and I respect my thoughts. That's not the, that's not the order it goes in, but it's like a, we have to, if we, if we start out from a place of just like self-defeat or self-deprecation, then we won't open up ourselves to the idea of creativity. And then the next mantra that I have, it's called the, it's like an arts mantra. I tell people to say this, I give myself permission to be creative because that's what's happened in a lot of people's lives. They've shut certain aspects of their life down and they're not open to it. So first we ha I have them recite this out loud and say this out loud. They make that confession. And then I lead them through whatever exercise of, you know, talking to them about editing tools that they can use, literary devices that they can use to enhance their writing. Uh, and it's stuff that you learned in middle school, elementary school, high school. And, you know, and some people, you know, they might've gone through college and gotten that stuff, but you really can learn some of these fundamental basics in, in grade school. And then I just remind them of the stuff that they learned already or that they may be learning in the process of learning if I'm talking to young adults. And um, then they're like, oh, you know, you just kind of break it down on those levels for them so that they, you know, can understand. And then when, if I hear them saying things out of their mouth, like I can't, or I'm not good at, I try to redirect them immediately so that they don't dwell in that, that space. Um, but I feel like a, a writing exercise like this makes writing very practical, even though it's creative and expressive, um, it makes it super practical for them to use. Yeah. I feel like we could talk to you for four hours um because you have so much information and you're like you just and you're doing so much so i'm glad that we get to see you here every week starting january 10th um because then we can learn from you every week like i'm so excited for this but i i want to know as we're wrapping up because we told you 30 minutes and it's been way over that um <laughs> when i came to you and asked you to do this what what why do you think you're here? Like, what's your reason for saying yes to this? What's your why? Uh, my reason for saying yes to this is an answer to prayer because I had talked to God. Uh, so I, if you do not know me, if you've never heard of me, I had a 20 year career at juvenile detention center as a, it's like entry level type position as a main control officer. Basically, if you, I don't know if you've ever seen a prison movie, um, I'm the one that opens the doors for people. I answer the phone. I'm like a secretary of the prison. I have the eyes and ears of the facility, all the cameras, all that stuff. So I worked in that office by myself for the most part um, for 20 years on the night shift. Uh, just about, I think I spent 19 years on 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 third shift, but I was on second shift for like one year. But anyways, so I did that for 20 years. And mo during most of that time, I questioned why I was there because I knew that was, I was like, God, this can't be it. You know, I'm here, but this is not who I am. And this is, this isn't even my personality to like sit in, in a prison space in a detention facility. Right. And so I was, so I, all this, all the while I was doing artistry and being an 
and artists and stuff like that. And the last couple of years, I became the poet laureate of San Antonio. And so even more so, I was like, I really would like to have more time to dedicate to my arts career and using art to improve people's lives because I realized that's what my destiny was um, and part of my a bigger part of my purpose. And so one day on the last week, I think, yeah, like towards the, like in November, I prayed to God and I was like, God, I want to use my arts for healing specifically. Like I want to work with people that are sick or in a, a bad space emotionally to help them through and help them heal. Those were my specific words. I want to help people heal through my art. Um, within that, within a, a two or three days of me praying that prayer, my friend Sansire Murray asked me and introduced me to this idea of the uh, hearts need art and trying to come in and work specifically either through patient care and, and healthcare facilities and stuff like that. So when I sat down with Richard for the onboarding process, he was like, yeah, and how about podcasting? <laughs> um, he did not know that I had just had a conversation oh, wow. with my mother and I was driving home from work and she was like, I had this dream about you this morning. I'm talking to my mom. It's in the seven o'clock hour and I'm driving home in rush hour, San Antonio traffic. And she was like, I had this dream and I saw you and you were on TV and you were doing an arts television show and you were interviewing people. And I feel like you need to follow that path. I feel like if, if there's an opportunity for that in your life, you need to follow that. And then within me having that conversation with her, like the next day or within two days, I was having a conversation with Richard and he introduced the idea of podcasting and interviewing people for the arts. No lie. Incredible. Every time you've told me that a couple of times, like I tear up every time I hear that. Cause I just like, I, I can't ex like express how excited I am for the future of this podcast with the two of you here. Uh, now I'm going to cry cause I'm a big baby, but like, to cry. I, I, <laughs> I, I just like this podcast was like a dream of mine for a very long time to do it for Hearts Need Art and, and to get to do it with such amazing people for so many years and now I get to like watch the two of you and help you guys make something really cool I'm very excited so have you told them your story your I mean how many times have you told the story on your podcast about how this organization came into your life when you were in the hospital and have you talked about that ever? I feel like I talk about it all the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay, I, I was like, that is so powerful. Like I wish I had been here to see, I wish I had been on the fly on the wall for some of that process of watching how this organization impacted you. Like I see you up doing so many tremendous things in community, raising money and, and being fueled. And I had no idea the power of what was behind the fueling until you showed me that video in my orientation and you tried to wreck my life. <laughs> I was like, welcome <laughs> video after video of people that are, you know, battling leukemia, battling um, all, any form of disability. And this organization comes into their life and shows them what art can do for them. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, this is it. This is, this is, this is purpose. If there's nothing else I'm here to do, like this is, this is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, say that all the time where I feel very selfish because I feel like I get so much out of being here mm -hmm. and we're supposed to be doing it for other people. Uh, but it, it has completely, it has saved my life. And so to get to watch how this is going to move out into the, I'm so excited. Um, Me too. Oh man. 
Yeah, and to watch the two of you. I'm just, I can't, I can't even, like, I can't. Um, and uh, Vocab's episodes start on January 10th. So you have one more week of me. I'm so sorry. Um, You're great. Uh, so, <laughs> and uh, I know you have, do you have a giveaway for people? I do have a giveaway. That last slide will show you, because if I tried to get up right now, it would wreak havoc on this oh, space. Yeah. Um, but the last slide will show you what it is. So, I have a book entitled uh, She Lives in Music. It was published on Flower Song Press in February of 22, 2020. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Let me try that again. <laughs> February of 2020. On Valentine's Day in 2020, I released my book through Flower Song Press there because I, I, I did it as an act of love. Um, and that's what, it was a manifestation of love. I won a grant from, which is now the Luminaria Artist Foundation. Um, and with that grant, I did a companion project of the album, which is on the, the left. I know it has the same cover art, but on the left is She she Tastes Like Music is the name of my album. And the, and the book is called She Lives in Music. Uh, and Mac Shelton, who I just saw the other day, she has a cool new haircut. She did this art. I, I sat down at... Carmen's de la Calle one day, right before hosting the show. And she looked at me, she goes, I came here to see you. And then a few minutes later, she said, I want to paint you. And I asked her if I could use her painting for my art, my cover art for my book and my album. So yeah, I'm going to give away my book unless you want the album. But either way, you could just stream the album on any music platform. I'm going to give the book away. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Read her book, listen to her music. I mean, just, you're just amazing. Um as are Cap you. Um, stop. This isn't about me. Uh, <laughs> deflect, deflect. deflect. Um, <laughs> Catherine will tell you how you can win those things because she um, does our social media and I don't know how. Um, so I'm guessing go on our social media. Catherine. Well, yes. Um, you can go on our Hearts Need Art uh, social media on Facebook or Instagram. Um, if you, yeah, if you'd like to enter yourself to get vocab's book um what was i was going to ask something else oh for for people who would like to purchase your book vocab what's the best way is it amazon is it through the publisher what what's the most helpful get, to you i think i'll get a bigger profit if you go through my publisher which is flowersongpress.com uh and but I mean, my album, my book is on, my book is on target.com. It's on barnesandnoble.com. It's on all these .coms. <laughs> if you live in San Antonio, there are some libraries that, that carry it that you could go and check it out from. Um, and if you run into me on the streets, in these streets, <laughs> yeah, you can purchase it from me because I usually keep my box. I'm now keeping my box of books in my car. Smart. Um, I can be ready in all seasons and all times. And it's only, if you buy it from me directly, it's only $12. It might be a little bit more online. Perfect. Awesome. But it's on Amazon too. Yeah. It's on all those places. All those places. I, I know there's like a giant list of things that we wanted to talk about, but you're also going to be back. So <laughs> feel free yeah. to talk about anything and everything. Every time the two of you are together, do we have any final words before we let everybody go? And I have to go wipe my eyes and blow my nose. <laughs> Anything? I want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in that is tuned in today and feel free to share 
Uh, if you know people that write that you feel like they're they're letting their writing sit or they're not writing enough, feel free to share this podcast with them that has that writing prompt in it so that they can in their time, you know, come back to writing. Because what I've discovered a lot through teaching is that people tell me I used to write when I was younger, but I let it get away from me. And I feel like y'all probably have had this discussion with a lot of people that y'all talk to. People start doing creativity at a young age and they give it up for whatever reason. And then you just have to reintroduce it to them and then they have to give themselves the permission to come back into it. And so thank you both for the work that you do uh, for healing and for arts. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being just, well, for sharing openly. And I, like Richard said, I just feel like um, there's so much to learn from you and with you. And um, I'm just, I'm thankful that you're here. I'm happy to be here. I wear my primary colors for y'all. <laughs> I know, and somehow our uh, graphics matched your outfit. So that's all I'm happy about. Um, she's happy we're here and now we're going to leave. So thank you all for watching and listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're doing those things. Keep creating and we will uh, see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. See ya. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health Week. This episode is produced by Arts Made Art creative support for patients and caregivers and hosted by Richard Wilmark and Catherine Garcia. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in speaking because of something you've heard on this